Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? Monday, back here for the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. I've been doing this show a couple different ways, uh, hopefully here in the future. Trying to get a few buddies that will come on from time to time, maybe some other people that are involved with fantasy football. And usually I'm giving you guys either a two-minute drill, or I'm talking about strategy, or I'm telling you about all these crazy different fantasy leagues I'm in, and how they're doing, and you know, all types of things here on the fantasy football flavor. But uh, today I want to keep it pretty simple again. I want to talk about one major topic, and just get this, guys out, get this out for you guys here on a Monday, and uh, see what you think about it. So as I was kind of thinking, you know, what, what can I talk about? You know, like I said last week, I'll probably still do some two-minute drills where I'm getting you guys updated on who blew up and who had crazy good stat lines and who won you a fantasy week. But for the most part, you guys know that. I mean, if you're big into fantasy football, you watch the games, you're probably plugged in. I do, I will say a quick item on fantasy football. For years and years now, I've been in like multiple leagues and every year I was always trying to, you know, I'd have one league on the phone, I'd have another maybe computer or something set up. Um, finally definitely got to the point now where I've got, you know, the TV, uh, with, you know, the main game or the Lions game, another TV with red zone, gotta be down with red zone. I've said that before. And then I've got an actual, was able to kind of get, you can get screens for so cheap. Now I got like a, another screen or two or three, maybe, uh, (laughs) that have like all my fantasy leagues sort of divvied up. So on one big screen. You know, I can end up getting four or five of my leagues on that screen where I can, while I'm watching the other games, I can see at least, without having to be all over my phone, lets me sort of uh, 
do other things, text friends or be on Twitter, whatever you want to do on your phone, freeze you up there. But as you're watching the game, you can just peek to the left or the right and you can sort of see where you're at. So really fun these last few weeks sort of keeping up with my leagues this year that way where – Man, just the roller coasters of a fantasy week is crazy. You know, you'll be <laughs> you'll be totally up one minute, you know, thinking, oh man, look at that guy just house one from fifty, I'm rolling. And next minute you're like, Oh man, my opponent just got a seventy yarder and then you're back down. So um really crazy how all that works, but uh, that's the life of fantasy football. So I just encourage anybody that can or maybe you got an old T V screen laying around you're not doing anything with you know, hook that up. You can, uh, the way I do it normally is I'll put all my games, you know, on my computer. And then I just got a little cheap Chromecast, put that on the TV, Chromecast your screen over to your TV and boom, there's all your games where you don't have to have a laptop or two in front of you. You don't have to be on your phone. Definitely the way to go. No doubt about it. And you got to have at least two screens. If you're a big fantasy football fan, one, you know, your favorite team, the lions here in Detroit, or and the other one red zone gotta have red zone rolling all day um sometimes i even like it you know uh, lions have a late game or a night game i can throw red zone on and just crank that volume because that's where you get all the you know all the touchdowns all the updates all the different things that are going on with all your teams players whatever it may be so um definitely do that if you can get that setup rolling and like i said it took me a few years before i got the setup now i think i got it right um, definitely want to try to do that before the year. That way you're not jacking around during the year trying to, you know, get the perfect man cave or the perfect setup. Like come, you know, August, you want to be ready to roll. That way late August, college football kicks off into the NFL season. You're rolling with your perfect setup in regards to TVs. And like I always say on that Sunday, if you can get the wife, the kids, whoever it may be, sort of let you have, you know, I think what does the guy in red zone say? Seven hours of uninterrupted football. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of all we want as guys. You know, if we can if we can set up shop by 1 p.m. and chill out and watch the games, grill up some food, you know, have a couple uh, cold beverages of your choice. I mean, to me, it's just. It's the only way to go. I mean, you can fit all your other stuff in during the week when it comes to work, kids, family, you know, chores, uh, everything. You know, even, um, you know, there's so many things that you can do on other days. You know, people will think that I do this on this day or, you know, just move them around. That way you can enjoy, you know, Saturdays and Sundays football if you're a big fan. So definitely get that together if you're a big fan out there as a little side note. But uh, the main topic I want to talk about today is home run hitters. If you've been following my articles on USA Today Lions Wire, uh, Lions football dedicated website, they were uh, good enough to let me do some fantasy articles this year while I'm doing all my other work with Pro Football Focus and you know day to day and and all the other things I'm doing in the football realm as well as pumping out three to five podcasts a week for you guys, which is crazy, keeping me very busy. But uh, it's been fun just knocking out that one article comes out Thursday morning called the Fantasy Football Weekly Show. Really have enjoyed that. Been pretty, you know, consistent across the board getting that guys out, getting that out to you guys. Uh, formatted it in a way so you get, you know, start sits. <coughs> Excuse me. You get top projected. You get. Um, guys at the bottom, I pick out games and I put intriguing players, meaning like these are guys I either like in that matchup or just have as a, as a red check mark next to their name as a guy that, 
you probably want to consider either for your lineup or somebody that I think could have a sneaky good game. Um, just lots of little content in there. We try to give you the whole gamut, a few uh, things I write up, as well as just some uh, names and, and notes and people to know. So check that out if you can. USA Today Lions Wire. You can get uh, message me on Twitter at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K. O-K-R-I-E, but as I was saying, if you've read my article, one thing I will throw out there sometimes is you got to have these home run hitters in fantasy football. I mean, you got to have these people that absolutely take it to the house call, and if you had the soundboard like I do, the minute they do, you're, you're playing this. I mean, there's nothing better in fantasy football than having that guy or two that can house it in any play that can catch a slant and run for 70 a guy that can go from a mediocre game to over 120 150 yards either rushing receiving whatever it might be some of these quarterbacks that are home run hitters that chuck it all up and down the field Um, and the reason I want to bring this up today is because I think home run hitters is a really unique strategy I think some people use it and others don't. And it kind of depends on your league, but it also kind of doesn't. Because to me, home run hitters are real valuable to have regardless of your league type. And here's why. You want to have some home run hitters on your team because there's those weeks where you're either up against it when it comes to bye weeks. You might have some injuries. And you're just like, man, the only way I can win this week is if I have a couple huge standouts, a couple guys that you know, can win me the week, and if they lose it for me, it's not a big deal because, you know, you were you were in the hole anyway. So guys that I'm looking at when it comes to that, I, I kind of wrote some names down here. So I'll, I'll try to give you some of these and see what you think. Maybe these are guys you have on your team, whatnot. I started out with the wide receivers. You know, when you, when you hit your big play players, home run hitters, guys that can just win you a fantasy week by yourselves, by themselves. Normally you think of the wide receiver position. So the uh, the first guy I have here is Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Tyreek Hill can, like I, I put him in an article a week or two ago, every time I watch this guy, I mean, there's something about the way, I mean, we all know he's fast. The way he runs his routes, the way he catches the football and then just explodes upfield. To me, Tyreek Hill is easily the uh, most explosive player in football. He's the biggest home run hitter you can have on your team. And uh, just an incredible guy when it comes to winning you weeks all by himself. Just what he does with Pat Mahomes there at quarterback, that offense. And, I mean... Tyree Kill doesn't catch five-yard passes. I don't even think he catches 10-yard passes. Those suckers are 15, 20, 50 yards down the field. So Tyree Kill, my number one kind of home run hitter, especially from the wide, wide receiver position. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. So now that you got that in your head, um, let, let's go to another guy. This guy is Hollywood Brown. Marquise Brown, rookie with the Baltimore Ravens. This guy blew up week one. I want to say he had 140 and and two deep touchdowns. He's been kind of hit or miss, quiet, injured, of course. You knew he's going to have some injuries. Tiny little guy, had some feet in, 
Um, injuries to his feet, some foot issues coming into the league. That kind of scared me off of him. And I remember I kind of drafted him, traded him. People were kind of saying, man, you know, Lamar Jackson can't throw. They're terrible. Like, I still thought Lamar could throw the deep ball as well as he was just going to be dynamic with that crazy tight end offense and some of the other things they do there in Baltimore. So Hollywood Brown's a guy that he's he's out there on a lot of, you know, smaller leagues on the waiver wire. A lot of leagues where you have rookie options, you know, you definitely want to snag him up or you should have snagged him up or uh, if you can still get him, get your hands on him because I think this guy's going to be kind of a, a big-time weapon for years to come. So Hollywood Brown uh, definitely made my list of home run hitters. Uh, another rookie, got to throw this guy out, another chief, Mikkel Hardman, um, absolute home run hitter, uh, no doubt about it. Now, this guy has been a guy, he's made a few plays, he's also sort of been in the doghouse, had some fumbles, kind of been, you know, a guy that a lot of people don't want to roster in those shallow leagues, 8, 10 teams you you do with the office or whatever. I still think anytime you can get your hand on a chief player, you can get a guy like this that can just go to work and catch a deep one, you got to do so. I, um... I did that this week, you know, when it comes to home run hitters. I put uh, um, I put Hollywood Brown in my lineup, and sure enough, I think he went for, you know, I can't remember if he got over 100 yards. I want to say he was in the 80, 90 range and a deep touchdown, probably 30, 40 yarder. Uh, Miko Hardman I put in in one of my other leagues. Again, just really needed big time points. What does he do? I think he had one catch for 67 and a touchdown. Um, that's the kind of things you're talking about. A lot of leagues give you bonuses for those big, deep touchdowns when it comes to yardage and whatnot. So, um, Miko Hardman's definitely another guy that not only is good this year here in his rookie year when it comes to splash plays, but will only get better. Let me give you a couple here. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's been a home run hitter for a long time. Obviously, this whole year he basically did nothing because he's been hurt. It's the story of his life, sort of. But D-Jax has always been a home run hitter. I got Amari Cooper on my list. I feel like Amari Cooper, even though sometimes you don't think of him as a big-time speed guy, he's not a big-time speed guy, really. He's an incredible route runner. But it feels like between this year and last year, when he catches the football, he uh, sprints upfield and uh, house calls him, ends up with those crazy games. Because when you're talking home run hitter, you're not just talking deep guy, you're a deep ball guy. You're not talking just a guy that, you know, is going to catch, you know, one or two big passes. You're talking about home run hitters, too, when it comes to winning you weeks. And that means huge stat lines. So I think Amari fell in that range for me, too, of a guy. There's been lots of times where I think he's putting up 150-plus, 200 yards, and a couple touchdowns. That'll easily win you your fantasy week on most occasions. Uh, DJ Charks, another young guy. This was a guy that I actually held on to for a year or two when it came to a deep dynasty Got rid of him because even though he was making plays, I thought eh, DJ Chark, like his his top upside is probably like a guy that will get you, you know, three, four touchdowns, maybe a couple big plays a year, but nothing too much more than that. He seems to really be kind of establishing himself a little bit more there in Jacksonville. And uh, I like Jacksonville, you know, Nick Foles, I like. I feel like they got a good run game. I think they'll kind of their team will bounce back over the next little bit here. So DJ Chark made my list. Kenny Galladay here in Detroit with the Lions. Uh, 
Galladay's a guy I've always repped, you know, after I, uh, I can't say I had him, you know, circled in red pen on my draft board when they took him in the third round, but soon enough after he came right out kind of as a rookie and made a few plays, did a little more work on, looked at him and thought, man, this is a big bodied, you know, smooth receiver that can do some things and can, uh, can score those big touchdowns. I mean, he does he does other things too, but he definitely can take it up over the top. And Matt Stafford's been doing a great job getting him the ball. Lots of big plays over the last couple of years from Kenny G. Drink it in, man. Another name I had on my list. Again, this guy wins weeks all by himself. He also catches the deep ball. He's also a big-time red zone guy. Mike Evans, man. If you look at Mike Evans' numbers, he doesn't really get the love he should when it comes to fantasy football. But this guy's big-time. He, uh, like I said, I, I see lots of times during a football year where he's catching 50 plus yard TDs. I feel like there's been multiple times the last couple of years where he's went for 175 and a score or more and uh, just really tough to deal with when it comes to uh, fantasy football from that perspective. Um, there's probably plenty more receivers. Those are the ones I wrote down here just as I was thinking about uh, these these home run hitters, these guys you want to have in your lineup or even on your bench that in a pinch you could put them in. Obviously, a lot of the guys that I named are going to be in your lineup most weeks, but still got to have those, I think, to win. You know, Because when it comes to fantasy football for me, it's having a couple of those workhorse running backs that are always going to get touches. And it's about having, you know, a top number one elite receiver. And it's about having some of these these game changers, these guys that can put up those numbers that can complement those other key pieces you have and help you win. And a lot of these guys I named, you know what they're going to do when they don't hit home runs and they don't win for you? Two catches, eight yards. You know, three catches, 22 yards, you know, no touchdowns. So you're you're going to have to just live and die with that because that's what they can give you on the negative side. When it comes to running backs, and I'm thinking home run hitter, I mean, I can't say this guy is, has had a ton of success in this area, but I put him top of my list because he's top of mind for me right now. I feel like he's the best running back in the game, you know, based on what I saw last night. Again, the Minnesota Vikings played the Cowboys in Dallas, and Dalvin Cook looked like the best player on the field by far. I mean, they even loaded up to stop this guy, and, like, every time he touched it, I feel like he was going for 10, 12, 15 yards. He looks like he's in warp speed when he hits the hole. He can catch it. He's big. Um, he's a force. So I think Dalvin Cook, when it comes to home run hitters, couple of those screen passes he caught, and just next thing you know, he was 30 yards downfield breaking tackles. It was crazy. Um, the main home run hitter a lot of people think of, especially in the pass game, you're going to want to think of Alvin Kamara. I mean, a guy that can catch it. He's smaller. People think of those smaller guys as those home run hitters when it comes to running backs. I always feel like Kamara hits a number of big plays. He also puts up crazy stat lines. Like if they get him involved in the running game and the passing game, he's that guy that'll put up, you know, 80 rushing, 130 receiving, and three total touchdowns on a crazy good day. And and that's hard to that's hard to beat, no doubt. So Kamara's a beast, no doubt about it. The next name on my list is a guy I've talked about. This is another not-under-the-radar type of guy. It's Saquon Barkley. They also call You might also know him as Saquads. Uh, this guy, I mean, is a specimen in the jersey. Everybody kind of compares him to the best 
RB, maybe Sensebury. He can do it all. Smart, big, physical, fast, catch it, do everything. Like, there's been a lot of times, you know, between last year and this year where he's catching a screen, housing it. He's breaking a tackle, leaping over a guy, and then going for 30, 40, 50 plus yard touchdowns. So, Barkley had to make my list as a home run hitter from the running back position. This guy is a little bit under the radar, this next guy. And I feel like every time I watch him, either in prime time or just kind of catch highlights, this guy seems to house call a lot of plays because, I mean, I can't say he gets a ton of touches, but when he does, he's always doing something with it and making plays. So Matt Burita made my list as kind of a guy that, you know, he's playing tonight on Monday Night Football when I'm recording this. We'll kind of see what he does, but he seems to find a crease, hit the hole, and always put up like those... Not the crazy stat lines, but kind of that, you know, 50-yard touchdown, 40-yard touchdown, you know, big crease plays that will help win you a week. And Tevin Coleman's been doing that in his absence. You know, he's been out. Burita's been out a little bit hurt. Seems like Tevin Coleman is doing that too. So maybe it's a scheme thing as well as just these type of running backs that can house things. Nick Chubb made my list from the running back perspective. This was a guy that was an absolute specimen in college, had that terrible injury. Um, he just put up crazy numbers at the combine. He's just kind of a guy that has all the measurables you want, really seems to run it well every week, even though the, the Cleveland Browns have been, um, I don't know, I guess get the sound bite out. Struggling. <laughs> but uh, they were able to get a win yesterday. And, man, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and some of those receivers, and that uh, that quarterback that I like, um, with uh, which uh, Grifka is not as big of a fan, you might have heard. I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know. He sucks, okay? Yeah, there you go. Mark it down. Like I was saying, the Cleveland Browns got W. They're kind of getting it together, so we'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Next guy on my list, another under-the-radar guy is really blown up this year. Every time I see him, he seems to make the most of his opportunities and house call a lot. Austin Eckler, to me, is kind of a home run hitter from a running back perspective. Scores a lot of big touchdowns in the run in the pass game, as well as can put up those monster days when he's given a ton of rocks. So I still like Melvin Gordon more there as an overall football player, but in that offense and the way they've been featuring Austin Eckler, he's a big-time home run hitter. Tariq Cohen, for me, is a, was a big-time home run hitter coming into this year. He's really been pretty awful this year, to be honest. He really hasn't done anything. He snuck in the end zone against my Lions, which annoyed me because I figured he would. He did, but he still hasn't had that big game. I, I think when I pulled his stats up before this year, I took him in a couple leagues. He had like 80 catches last year and had a good amount of yardage and even some, some big touchdowns, but this year it's just been nothing for Cohen, but... To me, when it comes to his speed, his ability to play the game when used right, um, Tariq Cohen is kind of a sneaky home run hitter that you can get late in your draft or probably even out there on a lot of waiver wires. Aaron Jones, this was a guy for the Packers that was on a lot of people's radar. A lot of people were kind of saying, look out for this guy. He's going he's gonna to ball out this year. He's going to win you weeks. He's going to win you fantasy leagues. And, uh, man, I, I got to admit, uh, Herm Edwards would be proud of Aaron um, Aaron Jones of the Packers because he's helping you win weeks, no doubt. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. 
When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. <laughs> Classic Herm Edward. And I was just telling the big Hughes today. I was like, man, Hughes, like fantasy football is driving me nuts because I hate to lose. I play to win the games. And uh, it doesn't matter if I can go 7 out of 8, 5 out of 8. I want to win 8 out of 8. All my leagues, I want to get a W in. And it drives me nuts when I lose, especially when it's like you lose by a few points or I should have played this guy. And this guy, you know, your team you're playing hadn't done anything. And then the team you're going against drops the high score of the week. Like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy how – how things happen in fantasy football, but uh, play to win the games, and Aaron Jones has been winning some games for fantasy owners, no doubt about it. The last name I wrote, again, you can probably find other ones that I'm missing, but uh, this is an obvious one. Christian McCaffrey might be the MVP of the league. Every every uh, They put up his stat numbers the other day. It was crazy. It was back to LT, you know, back, uh, gosh, probably over a decade plus ago where he was just scoring three, four touchdowns a week, it felt like. Those numbers are insane. Christian McCaffrey can catch it, can run it. Um, Physical guy for kind of, you know, the rap he gets of being a smaller kind of, you know, type of guy. He's, he's, He's built. He can do things. He's a heck of a player. I remember I took him in a couple different leagues when he came out as a rookie. I was super high on him, and it's funny that I'm talking about this topic because the main reason I either traded, um, actually traded McCaffrey, I think it was in one, maybe two leagues where I kind of moved on from him, was because that rookie year, he just, they didn't use him at all in the run game. You know, he was he was just a receiver, and he wasn't hitting any big plays. I remember telling people, like, I thought this guy was going to catch a five-yard pass and go go 70 you know and he wasn't doing that and I was just like if he's not gonna do that and you're not gonna run him at least you know 10 15 at that point times a game I felt I just felt like he's gonna be a glorified slot receiver playing running back and yeah that's valuable to some degree but I I just didn't see him doing what he's doing now so Christian McCaffrey absolute tip of the cap balling out I always loved his character the fact how he could catch it, and he's just so ridiculous from running routes. I mean, the guy could be a top-level receiver any day of the week, twice on Sundays, and instead he plays running back, which makes it even harder to deal with him. You know, when you're game-planning for that squad, and, and even the way North Turner moves him around and has that funky offense, so he's just hard to deal with. You know, we'll see what they do at quarterback moving forward, if Kyle Allen is the real deal, and... You know, whatever, but McCaffrey's a beast, man. He's definitely a home run hitter. Anytime you get your hands on him and some of the other people I named in fantasy, you want to do so because, like I say, from a running back, too, you do want those those guys that are going to get you 20-plus touches easy. You know, the Zeeks, the Leonard Fournettes, people like that. But when you have these guys like now, like Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Barkley, and McCaffrey, even Chubb, like if you can get your hands on those guys, they're going to win you fantasy leagues consistently. So grab them up, especially in Dynasty. Hold on to them because those guys are players, ballers, absolute game changers, no doubt. Uh, Put a couple tight ends. Again, tight ends, you know, I was trying to think, like, who's a tight end now that's just small and catches the ball and, and houses it? And, uh... There weren't a ton of names that came to, like, who are the explosive tight ends? So I just came up with names you you definitely already know. To me, Travis Kelsey is the home run hitter when it comes to tight ends because 
every week I watch him, he's he's either catching touchdowns, he's catching seam passes, or he's breaking tackles and running up the field clean. He's, he's crazy. I mean, I feel like he's getting older and just waiting for that drop-off. But right now, he's a home run hitter tight end if that's what you want from that position. Evan Ingram having another injury-riddled year, but he's basically a receiver playing tight end. He's a guy that I would say is on this list as a home run hitter, not only from catching a deep ball and scoring, but a guy that when he's right should be featured in that Giants offense. And you would think he'd get, you know, seven balls, 110, 15 yards, and two touchdowns. It kind of be like a, a good top end, you know, really win you a week when it comes to a tight end position for Evan Ingram. George Kittle, another name that has blown up on the scene. I mean, I, I didn't see this coming from him, but now when I watch him, he's everything you want from the tight end position, and we may get into it in the Detroit Kool-Aid cast later this week. But, uh, gosh, this is the kind of player I need TJ Hawkinson to be when it comes to just this guy makes plays. He looks super athletic when he catches the football. He's determined. He's a wild man. I mean, I don't know that Hawk has that personality, but uh, I feel like Kittle, that 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 crazy side of him, that ability to just be a out, out there type personality on the football field, especially, it does really help you because the NFL is not a game for the weak, for the for the shy, for the quiet. Really, you know, yeah, there's cases here or there where that has worked for people, but you got to be a little crazy and you got to be a little out there to uh, totally excel in the NFL. And I feel like George Kittle does that on a weekly basis. And then the last one I put, this was kind of a split because I I really like both these guys and uh, they're in a perfect offense and they get featured all day, every day. Um, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I mean, you, you want to add those guys. I've never been a huge proponent of taking a top tight end in fantasy. I, I definitely like to wait till the, mid late rounds to sort of get a good value type of guy but i'm definitely seeing it where people are taking these guys super high and just having a dead stud in their lineup every week from a tight end perspective and if all things else are equal you know running backs wide receivers and qbs are basically a wash whoever's got that really good tight end that's going to see the football see the end zone and see big plays is probably going to win so I think those guys can be game changers, home run hitters, as I call them, from the tight end perspective. So that's what I did. Just did the skill positions for you uh, when it comes to running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Definitely look at this in your lineup, especially, like I said, if there's a week you're going into it and you don't think you have a great chance, you're looking at your projections and you're going to lose by 20, 30-plus points. You know, try to get some of these guys in your lineup, especially those guys that are sitting out there on the waiver wire. Hey, if Miko Hardman is out there, snag him up, put him in your lineup because Pat Mahomes is back slinging that thing for 400 yards and three, four touchdowns a game. And, uh, you know, if you got a running back situation and maybe you can get your hands on one of the guys I mentioned, who knows? All they need is a crease. They can house one and you can get that touchdown. You get that yardage. And some of the leagues I play in, as, as well as you out there, have bonuses. For these deep touchdowns, maybe over 100 yards, you get a bonus. Um, that's where you need these guys that in the snap of fingers can break one off, win you a fantasy week, and put you on top of your opponent for a big dub ski when it comes to fantasy football. So that's all I got, everybody. Thank you so much. Get those home run hitters in your lineup. We'll be talking all things Detroit Lions on Wednesday and Friday on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. And please shout me out. Give me a follow. Talk some sports with me on on Twitter, at Derek Oakry.
Again, that's D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. -E. Thank you so much, everybody. I really appreciate it. And for now, I'm out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in.